Welcome to the Cannabis is Spiritual podcast. It's Craig Gross. I'm Jeanette Gross. First timer. <laughs> smoke comes billowing out of your mouth. Right, yes, yes. This um, episode is brought to you by PAX. Not PAX 217. My old favorite Christian man, Dave Tosti. <laughs> Engage. Uh, the PAX pen. Um, we don't really have sponsors. But Yet. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Have you listened to any of these yet? The Have you watched? You watched yeah. the podcast? Mm-hmm. Have you been waiting and dying for this moment that you join us? Yep. Yeah? It's yeah. here now? Mm-hmm. What do you think of all this so far? Whoa. Think of all this. Of what exactly? You have like a gram of RSO in you <laughs> and your husband's smoking weed and we're on a podcast in an apartment talking about <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> uh, just the little changes in our life. <laughs> That's not even talking about half of them. <laughs> I know. If you only knew. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. Um... Hold on. Your microphone. It's really professional. Yes. Super professional. I don't do that to all our guests. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Let's restart this. No. It's pretty. Uh... This is how we start. <laughs> it's casual. We just got out. People gotta, watch this. I don't know. Or um, they listen. All right. So... If they're not watching yet, they will be at some point. <laughs> When people realize we're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of all this? Well, Craig asked me to come on to talk about RSO, which is an acronym for Rick Simpson oil. So. We'll get to that. But what oh, do you we're going to get to yeah, that. But okay. what do you think about just what's been happening? Well, what's been happening are you talking about for me or like just this project or your our lives well it's been a whirlwind ever since september when we launched into just like full mode of moving forward with um all our new endeavors christian cannabis spiritual plants take me to the light and all of these things have come up since September and there's been um, a lot of people not a lot a handful of people that have come and gone from this new venture and the ones that remain are the ones that we're going to be doing this with and it's really exciting I don't know what else to say you could ask me questions there's so much to say. It's, it's just can't even be. How are you doing? I can't be like just condensed down into like a quick sound bite. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How's our family? Our family's great. Um, the kids are completely knowing of what work we're doing and They know that Craig and I have really changed and 
it's been such a positive and good thing. And they see that and I think everybody can just feel this feeling of like, <sighs> just like stress has been lifted and the busyness of life and all that this world tricks us into about feeling like you always have to do something all the time. And, you know, I know for me, I'm just in a place of just being and learning lessons about just control and releasing control. And, you know, people always say, if you get right with yourself, you love yourself that just trickles down to everything. Like if I love myself, then that's saying I love God. And then that just trickles down to everything, your family, your community, the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think what I've been up to since last March has just been this complete awareness of who I am, who I'm, well, first of all, it was who I wasn't. Then it was who I am and then forgiveness of myself and then realizing just the oneness with God and that I need to just be and he loves me um, just for me, not because I do anything, just because I exist. And, um, and then I became super aware of my body. Um, I did some work knowing like how my body's all connected to my emotions and everything, but it really, really hit me in, um, was it September? No. Um, just that I've carried so much emotional trauma in my body. And so I was already on this path to like working through trauma and emotional stuff that's been stuck in my stomach and my lower abdomen and then the cancer stuff came up in October. And so it's interesting how things play out in sequence and you can look back on them and say, oh, God only gives me what I can handle. And so I wasn't probably going to be able to handle a cancer diagnosis if I hadn't already been aware that I was holding stuff in my body and it was traumatic and it was affecting me. Um, And so now I've been on this quest to um, release that emotional trauma. And I go in for surgery two weeks from this Friday. And so it's been a journey, you know, um, being able to just release my source of life, which is all my, you know, all my female parts that produce life and just giving that up and knowing, you know, telling God, like, if you need me to take this out, I'll take it out. Like, and um, knowing where the source is, my power does not come from my ability to produce life. Like my power comes from the Lord and that is it. And I mean, it is a freaking journey. I mean, I've been on a journey. I faced death in the face and, um, It's pretty awesome because uh, today I wrote in my journal, like, 
you know, death, where is your sting? And I'm like, there is no sting. Like, to move from this body into like a spiritual realm, realm is like beautiful. And there's nothing to fear. And so that was the latest. That was just the latest, uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it sounds so trivial to just say it out loud um, in the sequence of orders, like it was no big deal. And it was like, these are pretty profound life-changing events that have happened to me since March. And uh, it can't be explained in words. There's no words that can actually, there's no human words <laughs> that can explain the state that I'm in, other than to say like, it's all good. It's, I'm good. I don't, I'm getting to a place where things don't bother me. Like this stuff doesn't, if you can look death in the face and go, what else you got? Like anything is possible, anything. And so, the minor things of this world don't matter. Like, that's what I got the other day, is uh Is that when you're saying you stare death in the face? Yeah. The fears that, I don't know, this is gum is bugging me. <laughs> it's so professional, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, the fear, the fears and the worries and busyness and doingness, doingness of this world, like, none of it matters, like, Okay, back up because. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Jeanette, I, I've been on, I've been on, I've been using cannabis since 2017. It was a Super Bowl weekend um, in Vegas. We had just an amazing weekend. Jeanette likes football, which is fun. Um, and Rams played the Patriots last year, and she likes both those teams or Tom, your love for Tom well, Brady. Well, I really like Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. Tom I don't Brady. know if I just I really like Giselle. Team. I really like Giselle. Good. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's a very, she's very, she's zen. like, she's very like, she's very spiritual woman. Like yeah. it's, okay. Um, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful person. I mean, she's beautiful on the outside, but it goes way deeper with her. I'm just glad Aaron Rodgers didn't have to face Tom Brady this year. Um, cause he's, he's damn good, but, um, <laughs> so you can like him. So we went to Vegas and it was this weekend where we extended our trip. We weren't high all week weekend. But we were using cannabis all weekend. <laughs> it was just betting on football, watching things, and it was just me and Jeanette. And that was the first time you actually ever smoked anything, inhaled anything. And I was like, yes. Because for years, what would you say at the I, doctor? When, oh, oh well, Jeanette, they would say, have you, have you ever smoked? No, I actually have never inhaled anything in my lungs, ever. Now you own like, a Puff. Like, so proud Now we own a Puffco. <laughs> Um, I don't know if everybody knows what a Puffco is. They soon I mean, will. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Colette and I haven't used it yet, these, so I don't know what it is. But. These more advanced. Um, but yes, I've smoked actual flour, like a joint. <laughs> I've done Craig's Pax pen. I've done vape pens. I've. Yeah. So, but that was not because she inhaled something, but I think it was just um, I saw a shift from she wasn't afraid of even cannabis, and then cannabis starting to change you and us even more together. I mean, some fun nights, um, fun weekends, fun. I mean, not just fun, deep and emotions and tears. And 
I mean, sex and, and every, I mean, every, it was just, it was better. Things got better and things started to shift. And we knew this year, last year was going to be big, but yeah, as we got into this project and getting released from the other ministry and going to Hoffman, like, um, I read your journal, not this one has, um, all your notes from our retreats. So, you know, like, I, that's why I was looking at this one, not like how I used to just be a snoop, because Jeanette wouldn't ever Craig tell me anything. always reads my journals all the time. But we did this thing in 2015, and I like contests, our contest for 2020 with our staff, I'm totally gonna win this one, um, is <laughs> who drinks alcohol first, and it's $1,000 to whoever can not drink the longest, because alcohol is just a numb out, and um, anyways, so this contest was write 10 things a, a list of 10 things every day. Um, mm -hmm. 10 things you're grateful for, 10, 10 things you want to change in the world, 10 favorite football players. It doesn't matter. Just be creative. James uh, Altucher, uh, it was a project that he said got him writing. So remember we did that? Yeah. And that's in that one? No, it's not in that one. It's, it's in, a different one. Okay, it's the one you brought this past weekend. And I opened it up. It was so fun because it was Jeanette's old list, like 10 baking recipes that like, and what's in Jeanette's head? It's like, she hasn't had her voice for so long that I'm like, that's why I'd read her stuff. But it was like 10 ways I could make that restaurant better. And I was like, well, we should just like go give them that list. <laughs> um, that was me talking to Shay last night. We can give you a hundred things to make Pacific City better. If you guys would like to know, oh, yeah. we go there every week, but yeah. most people aren't curious. And um, one of the things on your list was 10 things that make my brain hurt. It was? Yeah. Do you know, want to know what one of them is? What? When, whatever Craig gives me to read or watch about self-improvement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, because I used to do a lot of... Um, well, because Craig's always been like pushing books on everybody, staff, everybody. Like, oh, you should read this, you should read this. And they're all self-help books. They're like not entertaining. It's just like, and then um, you would have me edit so many things that were like self-help books. It's like, oh, my brain is like overload. But you know, that just has to do with not, that was just me running away from myself in all of that. So, you know, for me to want to just only read books that are entertaining that's a numb out. And I, I, I just couldn't look at myself, you know? Um, yeah. But this year all that changed. Yeah. I mean. This past 19. 2019 was just the year of complete, I would say, transformation of everything old into new and just, yeah, realizing It's just coming back to the Lord is what it was and just being completely open to surrendering and you know I'm still surrendering every day to things today it was like I just have to be more curious and you know it's like no one's arrived obviously but um, it's just uh, being curious to God's truths but like on a whole different level than I've ever experienced as a Christian or believer, whatever you want to call me. Jeanette. <laughs> Jeanette. <laughs> I'm Jeanette. I'm a, yeah. 
Uh. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. There's, Jeanette's going to be on the podcast. The first several we've shot with Colette um, Cipriano, uh, we haven't done one with all of us. Um, Mark on our team, like, man, we, we want you to meet everybody. But the first couple weeks that we started shooting this and getting all this set up, Jeanette's like, I don't think I can do this. And you just started this RSO. Yeah, and well, so, before, if I would have said, I don't think I can do this, that was me always... I mean, my fearfulness behind a camera before, you know, was like all time high. Like I would not want to be on camera. I would have anxiety thinking I was actually going to be filmed. And I think that has to do too with the fact that like it's things felt so personal to me. And I thought, how can people just go on video and share their life? Because it's so personal and whatever. And, it, um, and now it's just like, like I said, like I can do anything. There's nothing to fear. Like no. I'm not even nervous sitting here. No. And I'm not, I used to just think when I would talk, like are people judging me? Are people, or like I would say things, have this narrative in my head, like I'm not articulate. I can't say what I feel. It's like, well, because A, I didn't know what the hell I was feeling. I was so out of touch with my own emotions. So it's like, how could I communicate emotions to somebody if I couldn't even communicate them to myself? And so doing that work was huge. So yeah, camera, people watching this, like this is just who I am and I'm completely comfortable in who I am. And like critics, it's just like, like I said, nothing matters. Nothing, none of this stuff matters. All, this, all that comes down to for me right now is just love and people, like loving people. That's all this is like. That's all we're supposed to do here. Yeah. And, and doing that, it's not even doing it because yeah, it's, just, it's just flowing out of you. Like, so yeah, yeah, anyways, so yeah, a few weeks into them wanting to do a podcast, it was like, it wasn't, I didn't say no out of the fear of being on camera and not knowing how to speak and talk. It was just because I've been building up Rick Simpson oil in my system and it just it knocks you out you know until you you build up a tolerance it's like if you if you smoke a lot of flour you build up a tolerance every day you're building up a tolerance so then if you were to actually stop and go back to it and do the same amount it's kind of like what a drug overdose is but you're never going to overdose on cannabis but that's why people that are taking hard narcotics like, you know, heroin, they build their body up to a certain level, then they get clean for a while, then they get back into heroin, and they start back up at that high level that they had built up to, and that's when they have a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing, but cannabis will never do that to you. Um, you'll just be high out of your mind for like three or four days. Yeah. So let's talk about that, because... <laughs> so, yeah. um, so we had started doing these and I was like, hey, Jeanette, come on. So there's that wrestling with her inner self. And then there's the I'm trying to figure out what it's like to be high. And yeah. And so for me, it's like 2017. Um, I started using this mainly at night and I would never say it was so high. It was just this like new experience and feeling and, and thought and depth. There's always been depth, but there's been like extreme deeper dives with cannabis. And so. Um, when Jeanette 
found out she has cancer, cervical cancer. Um, she's been dealing with ovarian stuff for a while. I mean, already had two cysts removed, has had endometriosis um, as well. Their doctor, her doctor said, I'm surprised you even delivered two kids. So um, bad periods, bad cramps, bad, you know, and a ton of stomach issues. And so um, as her husband, like, I've watched that. I've, I've sat with her, you know, through a lot of that pain. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it somewhere else. But we did a, um, like, how we, how she got in touch with her body. Like, Oh, yeah, um, that'd be a great I mean, it was, it was, um, it was a documentary called Trip of Compassion, and Tim Ferriss has promoted it. It shows some of the studies that are going on in Israel uh, with the use of uh, MDMA. And it's, just watch that. We'll talk about that discovery later. But um, it was when Jeanette, I finally saw her come, come into realization of like all this body pain and trauma and, and just started getting just new awareness and things that needed to shift. And so it was right after that experience where she found out she had cancer and you know, there's surgery and then um, there's other options, but you're dealing in a world of like Western medicine and then there's cannabis in some select cities and then there's, you know, all sorts of uh, other, other options. But um, after looking and looking at a ton of different things, what Jeanette ultimately came to the conclusion on was, um, I'm going to get a full hysterectomy and I'm going to go on Rick Simpson oil. And so that was a friend of mine that actually, uh, I've got a lot of new friends because of this new work. Like even think about that timing and, oh, I, I quit this role as a pastor and released of this ministry and all this stuff. And now my wife finds out this, I wouldn't know nothing about what's available. I wouldn't know about the science of cannabis. I didn't know. I was sitting there like, oh, like we once reported our neighbors for smoking in our apartment, like next to us, like they're smoking weed. Like we were those people too. And like, Ooh, like, like, Ooh, what were like, like, what were they like <laughs> laughing? Love everybody <laughs> and have be fine. It's like, Ooh. And so they weren't hurting anybody. For us, it was like, so now I look at this time frame and then it's like, by when she came with a cancer diagnosis, I was literally presented with RSO. It's fucking deja vu. Like Cipriano keeps telling me now that like I just had that. I was shown RSO a week before. I met these guys that we were talking about doing a partnership with Christian Cannabis with. And I don't know a lot about it. I just bought flour in last August. This is the first time I ever smoked flour. And it's like, I did the edibles, I did the vapes, and now I'm like, wait, what's RSO? And so I'm in the back of their office, and a guy's in this like big jar of like oil, or, um, yeah, that's the closest thing. It, it looks... Yeah, they call it oil, but it's really sticky. Yeah, sticky. Um, so dark black oil, and he's pulling out syringes, and he's filling one gram syringes as one at a time. And I go over to him, and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, we have a lot of cancer patients that we see basically out the back door of our office. We used to give this away free. Now they charge $20. But um, For how many grams? For one gram. $20 and, a gram? Yes. Oh, wow. And okay. so um, I said, well, what's this for? He goes, this is what's curing cancer. 
And he goes, I, I, I use this, and he's telling me how he uses this. And then, you know, he said, yeah, if you have a scar, if you have this, and it's, you know, you could, and then it's very powerful. And you can, Jeanette, we'll talk about the whole story here shortly of Rick Simpson oil. But um, I was fascinated with it. And I was like, wait, do you sell it? And he's like, yes, yeah, $20. And so then I remember... A friend there that was there, it was Kristen, who said, you don't need that. Like, why would you need that? But I was like, and I you was- You wanted like, to know more in I that. was like drawn to it. Like, I should just buy this and have it in, in case, <laughs> you know? And it was like, and then when Jeanette, when she said, when it was cancer, it was like, I know. That's why I was shown this Rick Simpson oil. So then it went into, okay, Jeanette, and then it goes into me like full discovery mode. I'm going to read the website. I'm going to buy, you know, so if I ever, especially to my wife or anybody or you guys, like I'm not going to just, oh, you should just do this. Like, oh my gosh, like this is powerful stuff. And there's, you know, and then I actually tried it. I, I bought some and tried it before I would ever, you know, give it to Jeanette. I remember just taking a little bit of it. It was like, all right. It's like, I didn't want to wake up for like a whole day. Um, but so the research and the discovery of this was just like another blessing of us being in this work and just being in a, in a city and in a state that allows this and now having access to the amount of smart people that are inside cannabis, um, some of the OGs um, mainly, that know this. Like the people that were doing this illegally that were growing this, what I've learned like aren't the guys that we want to portray them as. Like they were onto this before it was legal and doing this because they knew its power. Yeah. And so now it's available. And so what we decided was this, she just, this, hey, I'm gonna do the surgery, but I'm gonna go on this regimen. And we've been talking a bit, so I want, if it's cool for you to do that just by yourself, because um, I gotta go. Um, oh. and just talk about, but before we get there, just, um, so we'll do that next episode. That's just how many weeks in are you? Five weeks? Six. In? She's six weeks in and she's currently on a gram of cannabis a day, which a syringe a day. Cipriano, like, what would you say? We 10, what, 10 milligrams is, is good. Like if I gave you a 10 milligram gummy, you'd be good. Yeah. 10. 10 would be nice. 10 would be nice. So Jeanette's on a thousand. <laughs> so it's <laughs> a thousand, Sivria. Like, can you oh, even imagine? That's, but so, guess what? I'm here. A thousand. I'm yeah. sitting right here. So they work you up on this kind of regimen. But when I presented it itself, like, okay, I have this thing. Yeah. Well, I asked, you know, I asked the Lord and I listened. And it was like, yeah. And I have some other things I'm doing as well with a natural chiropractor, you know, has me on like some major cleansing and, you know, all these test results that I had from him um, revealed some other things going on. So, um, yeah, it's just, just like literally going after this, you know, just that mindset to just, you have these tools available to you, so go after it. Yeah. So I said, I'll try it. Um, and when you walk into that world, you begin to see how many other people have used it. And 
pretty powerful testimonies from people that have walked out and said, you know, the doctors are so surprised because, you know, the tumors shrink or like, I don't even have cancer anymore. They can't find it. My blood looks great or, um, so that's super encouraging. So like when you were first thinking the thought of like being high for 90 days? Well, the first thing that I had to do was the minute I found out I had cancer, all of a sudden, like our lives became so busy. You know, we had like a trip planned to Wisconsin. We had um, a couple trips Austin, planned actually. We were on our way Austin. to Vegas. Yeah, we were on our way to Vegas when like, you know, got the news that I could come back and see my doctor. So we drove all the way back from Vegas to get that appointment and then all the way back to Vegas. Like there was so much going on. And then with this startup company too, I mean, it just, there was so much. And it was just a mind shift to get everybody's mind to shift. It wasn't just mine. Yeah. That things need to slow down because Jeanette's about ready to slow down. And so that involved everybody needing to help out and and to just know and it's been a learning process because when your mom used to take you everywhere or be super involved in your everyday life and then now your mom is laying on the couch or overly sensitive or you know it's just like a matter of just keep talking about things and but we all had to get to the point where it was like okay we're starting it so on November 27th, that's when I started my first my first uh, dose of it, but it was very small. In that gram syringe, it was a it was like equivalent to a half a grain of rice, and it knocked me out. I had every symptom of overconsumption because the next day I was editing something that Colette had written about overconsumption. <laughs> It was unbelievable. This stuff just happens. Like the next day I'm reading about it, I have every symptom that she's writing about. Dizziness, like sick stomach, um, not being able to concentrate, uh, just, you know, feeling <laughs> so high and just going, what the hell did I just sign up for? And so then I just, I just, went back to a particular website that has Rick Simpson talking about how to build your system up with it. And I was doing everything right. The half a, half a grain of rice was fine. You do that for a few days, then you, then you do a full grain of rice, but you do it three times a day. So you just work yourself up to it. And so... Keep going then. So yeah. then you do a three? How, what so else? then I did... So I did for about two weeks. So it's like this. So I did, yeah. You're just I, climbing. For two weeks I did a grain of rice three times a day. Uh, and I would do it. The, the stuff is so sticky in that little syringe that you have to put it on something to be able to like get it orally. So um, Mark, who was working for Moxie, had these mock-up CBD, like, full spectrum CBD gummies that they were trying out. And so he gave me this blue bag. They're blue. Try Breaking these, Bad, they look like. Try these CBD, I know, like from Breaking Bad. Try these CBD gummies with your Rick Simpson oil because CBD kind of counterbalances in your endocannabinoid system. It kind of balances out the head high. 
So I was like, huh. And it had this weird like film on them. And so I was able to like just swipe it on there and eat it. So I was kind of getting, so I, I figured out how to sort of control the head high. Um, I did that for about two weeks and then I was like, I gotta up my dose, but I can't take it orally anymore or I, 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 will, I will not be able to function. Because I was in a period where I could still function and that's when all the lessons come because the lesson for me in that was I felt like I had gone from 100 to like 20 miles an hour. And then my family was like, no, you're still working at like 80 miles an hour because I would plan my RSO schedule around like, okay, I know I need to go take Nolan to his like doctor's appointment. And so I would take my RSO oil I would wake, I would like set my alarm and wake up early to take it. So by the time the high was coming off, I know I would be safe to go take Nolan. Like I was still planning stuff. I was still doing things. I was still making schedules, you know, and um, my family told me right away, you got to slow down. Like you really have to slow down. So that, that was a huge lesson. And I mean, just even around Christmas time, it was the same thing. My family was So by Christmas saying, you're on... Christmas, I'm on a gram every okay, so three days. Okay, it so went, it went a few weeks of a grain of rice, and then I said I have to start making suppositories. And so I had to do research on how to make suppositories and using cocoa butter and, you know, getting all the molds and everything. And you have to, like, squeeze the full gram of, you know, into there. And so I got it to every four days I was taking... Oh, no, every seven... Seven days. Well, so... The grain of rice thing, I realized every seven days I was doing one gram. That was just how it kind of worked out. So then I was like, I'm going to do one gram in four days. So I made enough suppositories for four days, and that was one gram. So I did that for a couple weeks. And then it got down to one gram in two days. And so now it's one gram in one day. So same regimen. You, so take, you, it three just, time, you take it three times yeah. a day. I take three suppositories yeah. a day and... Can I just say, you have 20, so she's down because yeah. there's 40 left in this regimen. So the next 40 days, she'll be 40 more grams. So at gram. this point, you have 20 grams in your body, but... Um, yeah, and it's manageable. You know, it's been... I definitely felt the shift from a half a gram a day to a full gram a day because that's what it was for a few days there, doing it every two days. Um, I definitely feel the height of it. Um, and there's things I'm learning. Like if yesterday I walked outside because I had to walk Elise to dance. She's so close that she and Nolan walk sometimes when we're not available. Um, but I was it yesterday and I thought, I'm going to see what this is like to be on a gram of Rick Simpson oil and be walking. So with her, it didn't take long to get there, but then when I was left to my own devices on the way home, it took me a half hour to get home, which should only take about 15 minutes <laughs> to get home. But I felt like it's good to get outside and get fresh air, walk it off. I mean, there's things that you can do to just counterbalance, you know, and I could be taking CBD, like, you know, tinctures and things orally that could probably counterbalance it, but when you're putting cannabis up your butt, what are you thinking? Uh, that's what a suppository is. <laughs> um, what What are you thinking? Thanks for sharing. Yeah, uh, I think it's no. Awesome but what are you thinking up, about? Like up yeah, that way because that's ever, where all the problems are. Yeah, but would you ever have thought? Oh no way! I mean, I was always on the fence with like 
more, uh, you know, like is traditional medicine good? I was always kind of like, I really want to try more natural things. I've always been like that, but not like full all in, right? If I didn't, I'm to the point where it's like, if you could put me under and not actually use your Western pharmaceutical type medicine, like that would be fantastic. Like, I know that's not possible. Like even that, you know, coming out of the surgery with the anesthesia and they're hopping you up with morphine or whatever they need to do. It's like, I'm glad it's there for such like a traumatic thing, but like I have a whole other set of tools on my belt now to balance, you know, the trauma of the surgery and like just, you know, pain, pain management and everything. Like I just have a whole like new respect for it. Um, and so like even this morning, it's like, I've been going through this thing where I have like hot flashes where I'll get super hot and then I'll be so cold. And, um, I just had this uh, epiphany this morning that like when I get really, really hot, that's when the Rick Simpson oil is actually like kind of doing its thing. It's healing me. It's like from the inside, you know, like in my blood and in my cells at a total cellular level. Um, and it's kind of like a fever, like it's like burning it off kind of. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I, I know that when people get really cold, when they have higher amounts of cannabis, I've already known that just from you. And then Cipriano has said too, like he gets really cold, um, like cold beyond like you should be cold. I mean, we live in Southern California. It has not been cold at all, but sometimes it's like, it is freezing. Who turned on the air conditioner? You're like, no one. It's like, ah, but, um, so I've just been sitting in this thing of just take, just, just surrender to it. So I'm hot. Okay. It's awesome. I know what it's doing. So that was my mindset this morning. Like, just let it all happen. Let it all happen. Mm. And it's not good or bad. It's just what it is. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's exciting that we have had an opportunity to actually have it. And I, I think it's a, a shame that people that want to use all, a different kind of medicine than what's the norm in society they may or may not have access to yeah. it. Yeah, it's... Um, or even if they do have access to it, they've been conditioned by their family and their medical community that there's no way that could help you. Yeah. Or just the stigma around the cannabis plant and all the propaganda around it has made it hard for people that are really desperate for other alternatives to feel somehow as if they're doing something wrong. And that it's just really sad, you know. That's never crossed your mind that this is wrong what you're doing. Oh, it's never crossed my mind. Um, Because I think I was already in a different place with my view on cannabis because I had seen you changing so much from it. Your mind was changing and shifting and your behavior was shifting. And like who you were as a person was shifting. And then when I started to take it, I, I knew it was amazing, but then I was like, oh, people are judging me because I'm like, I don't want anybody to know I'm doing this. It was that kind of thing. And then, you know, then when Christian cannabis started, it was like, well, this is us take it or leave it, you know? And then 
there's been a lot of work that I've done on that. Just there was a lot of friends that came against us in that, and it it was that's all a learning lesson. Like yeah, you know, those people are on a different sort of path. Um. What do you think of that? But it's just to know, like, whenever you get into that situation, if you've ever felt yeah. as if cannabis was this evil, awful thing that is like, um, you know it's there when there's a time, right? When you have cancer, when your loved one has cancer, and the prognosis is awful. Like, you know, you have stage four pancreatic cancer, and I don't know what stages there are. I think there's only a few. Um, you know, these these grim things that doctors speak over people is a real shame, first of all. Um, and, and then to feel judged on top of that because you're trying to basically save your life, that in and of itself is a crime. And so whether you think, whether you, whatever you think about it, I can only speak from my experience and those who get to that point of judgment and everything, I know it's because they have zero experience. Yeah. What? So it, once you can experience it, this is my motto for 2019 and it still will continue for the rest of my life. Experience, experience first, first, judge, judge later. later. <laughs> I've heard you, yes. Hey, what do you, um, before we wrap this one up. Yeah. I was talking about me seeing the RSO before you needed yeah. it? Yeah. And then September, we hired Cipriano. Yeah. We're like, cancer survivor. Oh, like, yeah, that's oh, like, yeah. that's going to be awesome. Like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, but his story, it's not. It's all right in front of you all the time. But it was like, for me, it was like, oh, I haven't met somebody. I mean, I met cancer survivors, but it was like, with can't. But then to know that, like, holy shit, like, there's a guy, a couple apartments. Yeah. next door that's behind the camera that's like yeah he's been through it i mean he's been through radiation which is the worst thing you could ever do to a human really i mean some people would say i'm i just want to die at this point or then rather than have this in in me and do this like um gosh that radiation's a killer uh, yeah, but I don't but know what your question no, was. No, I'm just, it's just, it's, I, I learned a lot. We all learned a lot, but we keep learning. It's yeah, all right learning. in front of us. It's and then if right you stop and you can, cannabis to me, it slows you down. Um, you know, it also can speed things up creatively or can, I mean, it can do what it's, it's going to do what it needs to do. This whole indica sativa, oh, there's, there's, like, yeah. it's going to work in you. And so for me, there's times it slows me down. There's times it's. It does the opposite, but that's funny. It does that for me too. Yeah, the awareness, know? the it awareness does. though of like, oh, it's all right in front of us, and it's like I miss that. And then the fun part is when you, you don't start missing those things anymore. You get them in the moment of going. I don't know. I just bought Rick Simpson oil because I felt called to it, and I was supposed to have it. And then when it's in your fridge and you have like, that's when you're like, I did it. I trusted it, and. Go see Frozen because that's what that whole movie's about. Frozen so, two. Frozen two. But um, hey, next week or next whenever tomorrow, whenever this is edited, and then we'll roll out the next one. Um, 
I'm doing all the driving and Uber, so now you're not even be able to yeah, drive. No um, driving. I put her clothes on in the morning for her. No, I do her makeup. He uh, I brush not. her hair. No, he does. He's I not my bring hair. her. He's not my nurse. Um, it's no. She does no. all that. Um, uh, I try. I don't. I mean, I do what I can every yeah. day. But, but that's um, yeah. I gotta drive at least to dance. But um, could you talk now that they understand it uh, about the feelings? I know you're got your journal and the range of emotions. And you've said to me lately, you've been able to see so many different emotions in me. And I think in that same way, like your journey emotionally, um, and like, oh, it's curing cancer, but at the same time, some of the other teachers that it's teaching you and showing you. And I mean, you can cry or you can laugh, you can do be you, but like just, I don't think people understand that about this medicine of like, maybe that's part of the he real healing. Yeah. Not just pulling things out of your body. That's what we do It's like just, and some things, you know, her Chinese medicine uh, massage lady, she's like, no, I checked with my, you know, she was so excited to tell me like she checked with her mentor and said, no, any other thing I wouldn't do surgery, but for what you're doing, like do them both and just do what you're doing. And, and so, but I think we just think part of the healing that I've seen from you is not it's not just physical physical so yeah. talk about that next week i'll be gone and then i'll get to watch it all right thanks for watching listening next week jeanette show <laughs> <laughs>